may not have a film fixation, but we're here for a noir education. Welcome to a real education noir. I am Melissa, and I am joined today by Allie and Tanya. Yeah, we're all here today. Yay! Yay! And today we are watching a movie. Oh, and that's Max. Max is here too. Max is here too. Say hi, Max. Of course, now he's quiet. So, uh, today we are watching a movie called Body Heat. So, ladies, what do we know about Body Heat? It sounds slightly obscene. That's mm. that's what I know about it. I'm 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 going to guess there is sex. <laughs> Very well done. Well done. Um, well done yes. I'm also going to guess I shouldn't watch it with my parents. Probably shouldn't. Uh, Kathleen Turner. Very Maybe. good. Ooh. Very good. Very good. Yes. Maybe. Then yes. there's then there's it's definitely slightly obscene. Yeah. Right. You know. But in like a good like right, yes. kills a hair flip way. Right, mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is a movie from 1981. It is indeed starring Kathleen Turner. It was, I think, her first really major role. Mm, so it nice. You know, she had been acting, you know, before this, but this was where she kind of made a star turn. You know, when people went, "Hey, that <laughs> Kathleen Turner lady." So uh, her co-star is William Hurt. Ah! Yay! R. And, and there's also a, a young no, Mickey Rourke in this movie. Oh, and in his first big break. Okay. Too. So uh, before Mickey Rourke was Mickey Rourke of the '80s, this happened. <laughs> so this is pre-drugs. Yeah, yeah probably. So, I, I think so this like, or pre meltdown. This, this yeah, oh, well, yeah, that's better. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. a better way to put it. Uh, I think at this point he was a bouncer at a club, if I nice. remember right, and he, this was the movie that enabled him to drop that job and actually just start acting. Okay, so right. so yeah, you like know. you do, yeah, like you do, like you do. So 1981. Uh, it's directed by Lawrence Kasdan, uh, who you who may know from uh, 1980s filmmaking lore, particularly in association with Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. And, you know, things like Raiders of the Lost Ark and stuff uh, like that. Ah. Uh, yeah. So it's interesting movie. Yes, it's it's very steamy. It's very steamy. <laughs> so, yes, it was quite notorious in its day for its steamy content. But it's both steamy and, and actually steamy. There, there are some a lot of very moist people. <laughs> Like it's it's it's, okay. it's it's very warm. Having, it's very what, um, there's a lot of sweat. There, I have questions. <laughs> I suspect the film will have answers. I yes. would hope so, because otherwise, Melissa, we're gonna have to talk. <laughs> so, dear listeners, uh, go find Body Heat. It's uh, available for rental in a lot of a lot of places uh, on streaming, so it's pretty easy to get at. And uh, we're going to go watch it. You should go watch it. And after this brief musical interlude, we will return and talk about dampness. (laughs) See you soon, everybody. (laughs) Sploosh.
So, ladies, what did we think? So, I'm mad at myself for not calling it in the middle of the film. I was like, totally did. Mm, I, I feel like I know where this is going. No, I'm not yes, going to say anything. I'm yes. not going to. I was actually, you know, remarkably quiet. This film, normally mm-hmm. I yeah. snark throughout the whole thing. Yeah. I didn't have too much to snark about on this one. No, it which was is, pretty straightforward. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, I could have I could have snarked about some love scenes. <laughs> stupid as fuck. Well, God. yeah, because, you know. Which is what I think of pretty much every Hollywood love yeah. scene is they're all stupid as fuck. Well, but. especially in, like, the early 80s. God, everything right? got so weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's because... Yes, I I know I always throw a chair through a window when I want to have some sex with somebody. Right, especially somebody <laughs> yeah, who's the locked hell the door. Yeah, what the that? Like, I'm just going to stand here and let you... I'm going to leer through the windows and you're going to look, but you're not going to walk away. So I'm going to take that as a yes. <laughs> Which, I mean, as it turns out, it was a yes anyway, but, but you know. I don't, like, what? It like, was weird. Yeah, there's that mind game he was weird. He yeah, was, he was weird. And yeah. Like, really? Your dick is that important <clears throat> yeah. that you need to... What? Yeah. No? Yeah. Dudes, man. Well, William Hurt was, like, cast in, like, five movies in a row where he was, you know... That guy? Kind of that guy. <laughs> I hope it wasn't, like, because that's who he really is. No, I, d- I never got that that sense. This was a, also a really early movie for him because his only previous big thing prior to this was Altered States, which which was one year prior, I think. Okay. And dear listeners, Altered States is an amazing movie, which I really love. But it's it's a kind of a strange, very strange sci-fi movie um, about uh, a guy who starts kind of experimenting with. Um, sensory deprivation tanks and he starts hallucinating and weird shit happens it's an amazing movie like like yeah like jacob's ladder weird shit. very much so i mean if if anything was a predecessor to jacob's ladder is that okay then yeah it's a great movie but you know not noir so we won't talk yeah this movie was noir yeah yeah that soundtrack that soundtrack was noiring super hard until bob seger cut into Yeah. It's like, oh, Seeger, get out of here. This is a noir film. Yeah, Yeah. Mickey Rourke lip syncing. That was weird. What? And Randall Clown? (laughs) The Randall Randall Clown. Clown. Yeah, that was... Like, I wanted... Randall Clown should not be used unless they are Chekhov's gun. Like... Right, that was... Okay, I've been... As I was saying before, I've been watching a lot of Twin Peaks recently. So, like, it didn't strike me as that odd. I'm I'm still, like, in the total (laughs) David Lynch mindset right now. So I'm like, oh, of course there's a clown here. Wait a second. (laughs) Wait. I'm not watching that kind of thing right now. That should strike me as weird. See, it was totally weird for me, who has not seen Twin Peaks. Right. Mm -hmm. When you... you Randall Clown? What? Yeah. So I'm very sad that we have not watched one of the Randall Clown noirs (laughs) of history. Because there are a couple. That's a thing. Wait, where there's just random clowns? Yes. That's a genre? Not clowns. Clown. Clown. Which is That's even worse. weirder. I don't Well, Just singular clown, because then it's not like a, like, a be- collection of them. What? Oh my god, what? I'm creeped out like as fuck right now. This is not... <laughs> I think the one that leaps to mind right now, I think it's in Berlin Express. But yeah. They're, just they're, because? They're, just, just there's a clown. Why not? All right. 
What? It's like a very Why foreign film kind of. Yeah, because Berlin Express was very much a mashup of different film cultures. Um, it, that one we'll eventually get to because it's a little known movie that's fascinating to watch where um, it was basically a team of actors from a whole bunch of different countries getting together in uh, Dresden post-bomb out. Oh, and huh. making a movie there, and but it was very much about the internationality of the re, kind of the reconstruction of Germany, huh? Um, and set in that background. Interesting movie, but once again, not this one. <laughs> but still, has a random cloud. Why is there a random cloud? Hey. I don't know. I think it was just to unsettle him. Maybe you know. Well, it unsettled the fuck out of me. <laughs> yes. well, maybe, maybe it's it a, a metaphor device. It's a metaphor. F- for random clouds? I, I really don't it know. It was weird. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that was strange. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, the beach house, the gun, the, his glasses, like, those all, like, came back. Yeah. Yeah, that was nice, actually. I was... The glasses was a nice touch. I missed yeah. that he didn't have them. Yeah. When, yeah. Or, or, like, because I, I saw them I fly off, and mm-hmm. I thought that was because they were just using right. that in lieu of the violence Right. Thing. But then I didn't... Yeah, remember that they didn't get put picked up. Well, and, and we have we didn't know that they didn't get picked up until we're told right. they're not there. Right, right, right. So it makes sense. Also, I feel so bad for that poor little girl. Mm-hmm. I know. Now she gets nothing. Like, well, not only does she well, get, but she gets you know, she trauma. Gets, oh, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, but you know, like I mean, yes, yes. That is not how I would want to be introduced to cock. Yeah, no, no. I'm I'm sorry, you know, cocks are beautiful, I love them, but not... No, they're weird. They're really they're weird. They're very strange. Very yeah. strange. And, okay. and, and unfortunately, so many of us were introduced to them in unpleasant ways. Right. Like, you know, us being the generation that we are, but... Right. <laughs> Film did weird stuff to all of us. Yeah. <laughs> no! Yeah. I thought you meant personally. I was no, that too. That, yeah. that too, unfortunately. But anyway. Dicks are weird. Dicks are <laughs> weird. Dicks are weird. <laughs> so, so clowns, dicks. What else? What, what uh, else here? Lots of dampness. You were totally right yeah. about See, that. I told you yeah. about the dampness. There was, there was lots of sweat. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. the sweat and the fog and the steam and the yep. yeah and, and the cigarette smoke. And the cigarette like that. That was the perfect like. Like the could noir any harder. I know. Like, we were like, so he's running. He's running. And he lights up. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I was saying during the film, that was my biggest snark was uh, the only thing that can make this more noir is if he were running with the fedora on his head with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. And Tanya <laughs> added the tie flying behind him. Yes. <laughs> and and, the, and I added the gun strapped to the thigh. Like, that yeah. is that yeah. would have been peak noir right yep. there. Mm-hmm. It, but, it, mm-hmm. We would have been done with the genre. We would have yep. had to shut down the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> there would have been yeah. nothing else to do from here. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It, yeah, we I came agree. close though in that office scene. It did. Oh, Does anybody mind if I smoke? Flick, 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 flick. flick, flick. flick. Yep. Ted I'll Danson's just breathe the air. I don't need my own. The air. It's, it'll be fine. I don't need one of my own. Did Ted Danson not smoke? He didn't, didn't smoke in the film, yeah. but I don't know if he did or did or does not or yeah i don't at know any point in real I, life because that would seem like everybody was smoking like yeah i mean it him. could be a lawrence kasdan thing where he doesn't smoke because he's the one not buying into the whole oh maybe, good call. maybe. Good i don't call. know or it could just be da- ted dancing didn't smoke i don't know yeah oh oh other thing i noted lack of haze code 
Yes. Oh my. Yeah. Fess walked in from work. <laughs> no, that's lack of like a bunch of sensors. Right. Yes. yes. It's a. <laughs> <laughs> so Fess, Fess walks in like 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah, yeah. And, and tits. And he walks in right when there's tits on the screen. And he's like, oh my. And I said, oh, honey, it's an 80s film. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. There, there were two places where the, where the film 80s as hard as it could. Yeah. And it was there and Bob Seger. Mm-hmm. Yep. That mm-hmm. was, that was, yeah. Although I, I did enjoy that there was Slate Bush. Yes. Yeah. And not just her. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Because there was, but see, that was more normal for the dudes in the eighties. Although that was actually fairly risque for well, dude, true, I mean, true. There was, there was, dudes dudes had more hair, is what I there, meant. But, but, yeah. Well, no, yeah, well, yeah, he had the, he had the pleasure like, trail. Yeah, when they were yeah. Doing the the when yeah, they were both laying down. You could see that's his jump true. shift. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Like that was whoa. that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, and a f- couple years after this was, um, oh, was to live in to sh- live and die in L.A., which oh, also God. you get some like oh, there's some anatomy there, but okay. I mean it was still really really rare to see you know male. Oh, it still is, and it still is, yeah. but it's it's you, you get male ass all the time these days. Yeah, yeah why? Where, where is the cock, people? <laughs> I, I can't remember. Saying. I can't remember which Game of Thrones actor was talking about that, but they're like. You know what? There needs to be some more equal opportunity. Let's see some more flaccid dick on screen, too. No, seriously. It's true. In six seasons of Game of Thrones that I actually watched, there was one dick, and that was because the dude was being humiliated by being pulled around naked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, how is that fair? There's even gay people having sex. There should be more dick. It's true. It's true. You know, equal opportunity. (sighs) Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> Dude, dear listeners if you did not expect this to go here where have you been listening to yeah did you watch right the movie? year did you watch the movie right uh, yeah, yeah you yeah, obviously have not watched the movie if you did not expect this to happen <laughs> just to devolve because really. because Us, we've been like because yeah. we've been watching Hayes code stuff all this whole time yeah. it's like oh my goodness things oh, actually wow. happen yeah yeah like yeah. we actually see things happen instead of infer that things yes, happen yes yes Yes, yeah, that's true. So it's <laughs> and that movie happened. And that movie <laughs> happened a lot. So very, very damp, as I was saying. Yes, I mean that that was like my biggest takeaway of this movie. You know, good script and everything. Really damp. Um, really <laughs> moist. The thing that I found hilarious when I was looking up trivia for this movie. It was ice cold in Florida when they were filming this. They had the the actors sucking on ice cubes so they wouldn't see their breath. It oh was my god! So cold. Wow! You know, and they were spraying them down to make it look like no they're sweating. No wonder there was so much nipple. Well, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, totally. that totally makes sense now because I was like, how are those nipples so pert? <laughs> right, right for how warm it is. Yeah, yeah that makes and it's not. Sense. It wasn't. That's that's that, okay. So, so Kathleen Turner does not have magic nipples, nor does. Well, William she Hurst. could. She she might. It's, it doesn't that's prove true. the non-existence. That that's true. Yeah. That's true. It true. just doesn't prove the existence. I don't think so. she was wearing a bra. This was close enough to the seventies. There wasn't much bra things going no. on. And and I think you know the themes of this movie. I think. Lend themselves to not wearing Brawlis- to brawlessness. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I definitely, definitely. God, if, <laughs> if I could get away without wearing a bra, come on, that'd be awesome. Well, dude, I kind of like them. 
Yeah, well, see, yeah, because I don't like back aches, but you well, know, yeah, point. yeah, and and see, I I don't get the backache thing, but chafing. Well, yes, that's I also like a thing. Chafing. Yeah, yeah, t- oh, chafing you. is no good, but I like the support. Yeah, yeah. the support's nice. Like, you yeah. know, I would do corsets sometimes. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 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 totally. But that outfit, she, like any outfit she was any wearing, outfit. but like the the like white the, one we see her in the oh, first, yeah, yeah her first and last scenes yeah. in that white outfit. Yeah, there's no problem. Well, yeah. well, she was rocking everything that she wore. Oh well, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Or didn't sure. wear the blouse yeah. with the red skirt. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yeah, that was yep. probably my favorite. Loved it. Yeah, and the the movie was like, we'll make the best of her legs here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Those are some legs. Had legs. Yes. Has legs. Has legs. Has legs. She is our tragic death. No, 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 no. No. She's still around. Uh, Her her career kind of waned in the uh, 1990s because um, she has rheumatoid arthritis. Oh, Oh, no. And so it started hitting really hard about 90, 92. And so her... Uh, ability to take film roles yeah dropped considerably but that she's doing sucks. much better now I hear like uh, over the last 10 years or so you know medical treatments for arthritis have increased mm-hmm. quite a bit so oh, that's good she's apparently doing much better hey. cool but uh, yeah d- during the 80s you know that was like her era because she this was her film debut and and Damn. she rocked it hard. Yeah. And so like after this she, she was all over the place, you know, she, romancing the stone and uh the man with two brains came right after this. <laughs> it, was it was just hilarious cuz she was kind of spoofing her role in this movie doing that. Yeah. Uh the I Warshawski, you know, all sorts of things. War of the Roses, all, oh, all sorts I of love movies. War of the Roses. I need to revisit that. It's like, you know. oh, that's it's yeah. almost noiry. It, yeah, it kind of is, but it's more of a it's black comedy. Yeah, because yeah. like latter half of the eighties, you got some amazing black comedies because you got ruthless people and war yeah. roses and and stuff like that. Uh, but also you know, Kathleen Turner, voice of Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, yep, uncredited, but yep. voice of Jessica Rabbit. Um, yeah, she was you know one of the big female stars of the 80s almost immediately after this came out you know just hit the ground running i'm not bad i'm just, just drawn that way just drawn that way <laughs> yeah uh famous for her voice and her talents and everything so um and also if she had a really good tactic with her career where she just wouldn't take roles that portrayed women as weak or victimized. So she's always playing these strong women. And she fought hard for this role because she heard it was one of the best written roles for a woman in many years at this point. And so um, she was going to try out for it, but she didn't even get into audition because she had no... Film roles, whatsoever. Sure. No, no credits, so they wouldn't see her. But they kept looking and looking and looking and couldn't find anybody. And eventually, she did get into audition. And uh, she tells the story like she went into audition, and it was Lawrence Kasdan. I think Alan Ladd was there because he was helping fund the movie, and like somebody else. And um, the office was all white. You know, like all the furniture was white, the carpets white, everything's white because I don't know, eighties. And so she goes in and she uh, does her audition and they're going, okay, now do that scene like drunk. Like, how would you act drunk? And and she's doing all these things. She's gesturing a lot. And she at one point she throws a script and it hits an ashtray on 
the uh, on the desk, and cigarettes just go everywhere on oh, this no. in this white white office. And she's like, "Oh crap!" She starts picking my slip. I'm so embarrassed, and and everybody laughs. And apparently, that's part of what got you the role. <laughs> Wow. But the big, but the biggest thing is, uh, Lawrence Kasdan said later that when she started reading the lines, it was like the voice he heard in his head when writing the script. Ah. Uh, so it's like, this is the person. She's perfect for it. So uh, he really did want to um, find kind of an unknowns for the movie. So audiences would kind of just sure. discover them as characters rather than as stars. So, yeah. You know, which that is also why sense. I cast William Hurt along with her and, you know, oh. Ted Danson was nobody at that point. And Ted Danson was kind of delightful. Yeah. Yeah. In a weird, like creepy ass way. Well, he's kind of perfect at doing stuff like that. Yeah. 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 I couldn't decide how much of it was him trying to, walk Ned into admitting something and how much of it was sincere. Yes. Uh-huh. I think that was, inte- you know, that completely was gorgeous. intentional. He totally. played that very yeah. nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was, you can, and you could tell that there was a history between the characters. Yeah. And like, I kind of almost want their buddy lawyer movie where like, right. They work in the same office, but one's defending and one's prosecuting. Right. And like, you know, and then it's a sitcom where they open the door onto each other. And, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I kind of wish Ted Danson had a different career. Like, I kind of wish he'd never been on Cheers because I would have liked to have seen him play a whole array of characters rather than yeah, getting mean, the Cheers yeah. role and he kind of so... settling into that character for yeah. so long. Well, yeah. I mean, like, that's kind of who he became as a yeah. person. Well, yeah, he he's he was in every single episode of Cheers, which was like 270 yeah. episodes. Yeah. It ran for, what, nine years? Yeah, like it was that. insane. It was huge. And, uh, uh, he he's like one of four actors who was in every yep. single episode of the show. It was very much him. Yeah. Well, because it would have been what him and George went. I think. Yeah, I think George went was and there first. I don't know if Rhea Perlman was there. I feel she came in later. Yeah, and uh, Woody Harrelson definitely came in later. Yeah, yeah. Um, but have, but John Ratzenberger. Yeah, I think John Ratzenberger was there. Yeah, because. Because Cliff was always there. Yeah, Cliff before. and Norman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was Coach? No, Coach came in. No, came, Coach, well, and then Coach and then died. He, then he yeah. died. Yeah. So he certainly wasn't in all of them. And I know yeah. it wasn't uh, Diane Long? Shelley, yeah. Shelley Long. Yeah, Shelley, Shelley Long left the series and uh, uh, Kirstie Alley came, came, in. came in later. Once again, also not this movie. No. <laughs> Sorry, but no, it's all right. It's like, oh, I wonder who those four characters are, or four uh, four actors are. I don't know what Cheers is. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. Yes, are you serious? It's topical. It's related. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Two. No, that's right. Oh. That's right. It is. I <laughs> Thank haven't you, seen that yet. Thank Me you, Fess. <laughs> Mary Poppins, y'all. All right, anyway. <laughs> I don't get that either. You need to see the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, apparently It's a lot so. of fun. It's a lot of fun. This movie was a lot of fun. Yes, in- indeed it was. Indeed it was. I really like when it settles, finally settles in and starts becoming the... The noir noir. The cat and mouse. Yeah. And, like, you don't know who's the cat and mouse, really. Yeah. Well, but, much later. I mean, you, you start calling it because we've all seen movies. But. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, and when they decide they're going to they're gonna kill her husband, I'm like, okay. So, because we're post-Haze Code, 
we can have no good guys. Okay, cool. This is the kind of film it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there are no good guys. Um, which kind of reminded me of The Postman Always Rings Twice. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, call. Which uh, also got a remake right around this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I was thinking, okay, so there's, there's going to be no good guys, and, and they're they're both going to do this. And then, okay, now they don't trust each other, which is also like The Postman Always uh-huh. Rings Twice. Well, and I kept thinking, like, okay, where... How are we working in the chick who she just paid off for we don't know what, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And but looks like her, and like, yeah, except for because he's talking like the hair color is the same. Like, oh, and he mistakes, yeah, he, he mistakes them for each other. I yeah, mean, that's that's super. That's a thing, and then they yeah. can't find her. Important. Yes, yep. yes. Oh, it's just so fun when you know. It, you start the movie, it's like, oh, it's just all, it's all sex. You know, I've seen Fatal Attraction before. You know, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, that's kind of how well, I was feeling. I'm like, oh, God, I don't. At this point, nobody had. That's true. Right. That's true. That's yeah, true. I, I was sitting here going, God, I don't care about any of this. <laughs> <laughs> and then you fast going, forward. Oh. <laughs> and then eventually it gets the interest in. I'm yes. with you, Allie. Because when I first watched it, it's like, eh, I was like, oh, hey, oh, okay. Oh, there's okay. plot now. Okay, plot I care. Now. I like it. I like it. You can you can talk plot over the sex. That's fine. Yeah, and there <laughs> were there were. Th- there was kind of like a big three of the the adult thriller movies that came out like in a period of about five years because this was the first one, but there was also Fatal Attraction and um, Basic Instinct. Yes, the yeah. Sharon Stone one. Yeah, and so they're they were all kind of in the same wheelhouse of the uh, fairly explicit sex and yeah. thriller and woman being in control of the whole thing and 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 so on and so forth. I still haven't seen Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction I is a really interesting movie. Actually I haven't seen either of those other movies. Basic instinct kinda of trashy. <laughs> Fun. I trashy. like trashy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like Fatal Attraction better than Basic Instinct. Apparently Max agrees. Max agrees. Yeah. Max Max has opinions. So let's see, what else can I impart about this movie? Um so there's, uh, you know, first of all, Lawrence Kasdan, uh, this was his first directorial movie, uh, first time as a director. He had written plenty of scripts before, but they started being produced only like a year before this. But like his first script to be produced was Empire Strikes Back. The second one was Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then he made this. <laughs> All right then. Okay, and and then uh, he also wrote Continental Divide, which also came out in 1981. Just don't set so, the bar high or anything. So um, Con- Continental Divide, dear listeners, um, I don't think anybody remembers this movie anymore. But it was this kind of really sweet rom com starring John Belushi. Um, huh. I yeah. certainly don't. Yeah, I, it's it's really cute. It sounds familiar. Yeah, it's really cute. But but. Uh, Empire Strikes Back was 1980, and the other three are 1981. Jesus. So Florence Kasdan was having a hell of a year. Jeez. <laughs> wow. And then, of course, after this, he uh, did stuff like The Big Chill and The Accidental Tourist, and uh, yeah, he didn't do broadcast news, but they had a lot of the same people, because um, William Hurt was in that, too. But there was this whole family of films that that uh, you know Kasdan hit big with in the 80s and then you know he kind of rambled into the 90s and then he made Dreamcatcher and everybody would like to 
uh, not forget that. <laughs> yeah. I think Stephen King would be okay forgetting that, too. I think a lot, but yeah. I think a lot of people would be, you know, happy to forget Dreamcatcher. Yeah. I'd forgotten it until you mentioned it. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Melissa. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <sighs> Damn it. You're welcome. Yeah. <sighs> but uh, Lawrence Kasdan, um, yeah, he's, he's one of the people in Hollywood. Actually, there are a bunch of people in this movie who are... Some of the people in Hollywood that have been married forever to the same person. Because ah. Lawrence Kasdan married his wife in like 1971 and they're still together. Uh, I think it was William Hurt also. No, 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 no. Who was I thinking of? Well, Ted Danson's been married to his wife since like 1995. But um, so Lawrence Kasdan wanted to um, have a female's perspective on this movie and so he was really adamant about hiring a female film editor to to cut the movie and so he searched and searched and searched and he finally found carol littleton and he hired her because she was the one who brought up oh it sounds like we're making film noir (laughs) it's like she she name dropped film noir without knowing much about the movie or just knowing what she knew about the movie and he was like yes you please (laughs) that is what we're making and uh, so she cut together the movie, and uh, later he said, you know, this, she was tremendously influential in how this movie turned out. And um, they've worked together pretty much ever since. She's edited a lot of his films that he made later. Um, also, like, after she finished this, she went off and did a movie called E.T. the Extraterrestrial with Spielberg. Oh, right. uh, she edited, the, you know, The Big Chill and Silverado and Places in the Heart. This is like the stuff that she made just within a couple of years of this. Um, <laughs> amusingly, she also edited the remake of The Manchurian Candidate. Oh. And she edited the remake of Diabolique. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's funny. Also, Dreamcatcher. Oh, but we won't but- say that. <sighs> But anyway, she's also in the club of being married forever because she married her husband in 1972, and they're still together. And he is cinematographer John Bailey. So they're kind of this, like, behind-the-scenes power couple. Nice. She was part of the governor's board for the uh, Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences for a while. Um, You know, stuff like that. Fancy. Yeah. Then, of course, we got Mickey Rourke, who (laughs) had had bit parts up until then, um, and I think he had a speaking role in Heaven's Gate, which was not a good idea at the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> Heaven's Gate, dear listeners, was a tremendous flop. Uh, like, legendary. Yep. Legendary uh, money pit of a movie. But anyway, this was the first movie where he really got noticed and started picking up film roles. But prior to this, he was kind of an amateur boxer. <laughs> and... And actually, during his film career, he kept boxing and uh, even turned pro. I think it was in the mid-90s for a little while, for a few Mm. years. But um, he's a hell of an actor and did a lot of his best work in the 80s, you know, and gained notoriety as, like, one of the bad boys of of cinema. But he had the acting chops to pull it off because he he was doing stuff like... uh, also in this era, Barfly, I think, is my favorite wow. one of that era, which is um, where, he, where he played Charles Bukowski. And um, 
he did so well at the role that when Charles, the actual Charles Bukowski died, the New York Post used a photo of Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Whoops. But if you can find a copy of Barfly, that's a great movie. But he also did Angel Heart and, uh, you know, and then, you know, got uh, in trouble with drugs and, you know, punching people. And, yeah. <laughs> well, like you do. You know. You know. One of it, I think it was Kim Basinger called him the walking human ashtray or something. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Dang. And I, I, I think if you just kind of look at what he looks like now, you kind of understand the sort of life it, he's put yeah. himself through because yeah. he looks like it was written hard and put away oh, wet yeah. Yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. But still has the acting chops. But hot damn, that man can act. Uh, the Wrestler is an amazing amazing movie he's one of my favorite parts of iron man too i'm not sorry <laughs> well i i will sure. agree with yeah, that yeah, he really yeah. i actually really love iron man too i know that makes you a bad person but no, whatever. no. i i understand where you're coming from it's, <laughs> it's an okay movie and justin hammer yes but yeah, mickey, Mark, mickey well. war is great in that movie he is and, and he can tell he can tell he's, he's just having fun yeah it's like i'm taking this character i'm running for the hills with a man yep, yep. <laughs> which if you're in a comic book movie that's how you should be handling yeah. it yep should not be taking it too seriously yeah and when you when you think about it you know he played that role and he was also he he was playing marv in sin city yeah and yeah what a different character oh, oh god yeah. right yeah He's oh, one of those actors that, that can was, just vanish. That was character. my introduction to Mickey Rourke was Marvin Sin City. I had a very hard time with Mickey Rourke after that. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just like, oh god. Oh yeah. Every time I saw him in anything, I'm just like, no, it's that movie. <laughs> yeah. It, it, He's it, a hell of an actor. Yes. Yeah, he is. Yes, it's worth looking if you're not familiar with his actual acting work and just kind of know him as like the bad boy of the 1980s, it's worth looking up mm-hmm. the stuff he's done. It's really good. Really good work. But yeah, not much to do in this movie. <laughs> no. Nice well, he lip-synced pretty well. Yeah, I, I like his face. Yeah, He's got a good face. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, Giovanni Ribisi showed up and kind of took that face into the future, I think. As Mickey yeah. Rourke, you know, kind of lost his. Yeah. He's still got a good face, though. He does. It's a, it's a very great, distinctive face. It's a great character face. He does have a great character face. Yeah. 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 Oh, let's see. What else? What else do we know? Um, you got any trivia about the uh, sister-in-law? Lana, I really don't. Lana, the, the, something uh, or other. Yeah, I, She's know, got, I really don't. God, I'm going to look her up on IMDb because I swear I know her from something. And it's probably something I watched on TV Land. Like, and, and I she, just feel like that's probably going to be the case. I think she, from a distance, looks a lot like Carrie Fisher. Yeah, oh, I can yeah. see that. Yeah. Which may be part of why the, the recognition that, that might are, be. Are... Or she's one of those people that appeared on, like, several episodes of Law & Order because mm-hmm. yeah. I get that a lot. Yeah. I go, oh, where do I know this person? Then it'll, like, click and I'll be like, oh, yeah, they were uh, facing off against Stabler in, in this episode of, you know, and it's just... <laughs> I watched probably every episode of Law and Order. It's bad. That's a lot of Law and Order. It's a order. Law and Order. A lot of Law and Order. Uh, I've noped out of SVU though. There, there was one trivia tiebreaker question that was asked one week, where it was like, name how many episodes of in total of Law and Order there are right now. Wow. Oh my god! Like including 
In the first Law and Order, all of them, all the spinoffs and everything. Oh my god! Yeah, that's so many. Is it over ten thousand? I don't think it is, but it's a lot. It's yeah. I think we're into the four digits at this point. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, because there's. Law and Order. There, well, there oh, God, was, I'm going to, like, totally devolve was... this into Law and Order now. Was law and Order, that... SVU. Uh... Dude, no, no, because there was the Law and Order, then it got canceled, and they recast it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, if you include those, then there's SVU. There's uh, um, <laughs> um, um, Major... Uh, no. Ma- uh, criminal Intent. Criminal Intent, thank you. Um, trial by Jury. Yep. Uh, homicide life on the streets is in the same time. Technically, continuity. because Munch shows because up. Because Munch is, who is also, who also did an episode of Cheers. Well, yeah, yep. no, 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 dude. <laughs> Munch is the tie in for so many things of the same oh, yeah. elsewhere universe. Like, also, not the even Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Yes. Munch mm-hmm. is just everywhere. I've seen him in so many shit. It's, it's awesome. Um, <laughs> sorry, I've completely derailed this. Podcast. I would. I could totally do a Dude, lot of Harry Potter would, would be so be here with us, right? The, the Tommy Westfall universe, dear listeners. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. We're, I have feelings about Law and Order. Where over 250 TV shows are tied together in the same continuity, thanks to the fact that uh, Saint Elsewhere was dreamed up by a young autistic boy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. It includes. Yep. It, it it goes into God, the Weedonverse. So mm-hmm. the Weedonverse is now linked in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yep. 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 It, it, oh, you can find the map online if you google it and it's like there are trees upon trees and if i remember correctly uh Dwayne mcduffie was instrumental in having that yes he was he actually it was if, if i if i understood it right he actually coined the theory it, that originally could, that is probably absolutely true <laughs> and that is amazing and yeah i love him for that yes among many other reasons but rest, rest in peace Dwayne mcduffie we miss you Dwayne. yeah Dwayne was pretty amazing. So I'm going to say that I was totally right about that lady. It's just like she shows up in the Waltons and uh, Barnaby Jones. <laughs> there you go. Heart to heart. So, oh, she was in 17 episodes of Days of Our Lives, which is the one thing I would not recognize her from. <laughs> but Although she's got 14 lives. credits and Days of Our Lives is, is the, the yep, most that must have been mine. longevity. Yeah. So, seventeen episodes in, in in the total term of Dave's of our lives. That's a that's lot very, of episodes, yeah, actually. Yeah, and as one character, as one character. So you know, unlike when somebody can show up on Law and Order seventeen times as seventeen different. Yeah, true, true. So. Like the corpse in this episode, and somebody's sister in that episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just recycle people. It's true. They do. A couple times they've yeah. had continuity. Yes. Yeah. But very. Less very seldom. Rare. Yeah. More rare. What? Yeah. But this movie. But this movie. This movie. <laughs> oh, fun fact. Uh, Ted Danson. Was it Ted Danson? Yeah, Ted Danson says that oral sex isn't uh, illegal oh, in Florida. Yeah. Yes. It totally was. <laughs> it was. Uh, it wasn't until 2003 when the U.S. Supreme Court struck down all the sodomy laws. Oh, wow. wow. It was still technically illegal in Florida. Oh, that's right. Mm hmm. And I think that happened in the script because it was the movie was originally set, oh, in New Jersey or something like that. But uh, they, right. they moved because there was a Teamster strike that uh, huh. made it difficult to shoot in New Jersey or wherever it was they were going to film. So they moved the production to Florida, but forgot to look up the laws. <laughs> uh, just left it there because it was funny. Yeah. All right, then. Okay. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, that's uh, 
That's a lot of what I know. Um, let's see. Ted Danson tells a story that uh, right before they started filming, uh, William Hurt walked up to him and grabbed him by the balls and said, do you trust me? Oh, oh my God. My God. <laughs> no, ah! sir. I don't. Not anymore. <laughs> Jesus. Not even a little bit. <laughs> I wonder if that's why he had two drinks all the time, so one he could just throw at anybody who came close to his crotch. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Jeez. <laughs> why that happened, I don't know. <laughs> all right, then. And, and apparently the story was corro- corro- corroborated? Corroborated. Yeah, corroborated. Uh, a couple years ago, because William Hurt did that to somebody in a bar. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, William Hurt, you got you got to stop. Hurt, stop just don't grabbing people by the balls. Why would you do that? It's I don't cool. know. That's that's it's harassment. It's violations of people's personal space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not That's cool, man. That's creepy. It's not gross. cool, man. Gross. Gross. You don't know where those have been. <laughs> just saying, you don't. No, that is well, that is true. Well, there is fabric in between. Yeah, so I, I don't care. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. Make, we don't know for sure that that's. He could have been true. reaching in. He could have been. We don't know. <laughs> so I'm just saying that seems like more work, though. I feel like in order yes, to, but you're already crazy for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Why not go all in? Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> I just hope Ted Danson wears pants. I well, I think I saw him wearing pants in this movie, and tap dancing. He was tap dancing. That was pretty interesting. That was an interesting character quirk. Doing a little kind of stare. I kind of want to know why that was the character quirk. Like if that was written in the script. His character had a bunch of quirks though. Yeah, well, drink thing. Yeah, like the 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 dancing thing though. I know Ted Danson is like an avid tap dancer. Yeah, so I think that was just. Ted Danson fucking around on set and they, and they just it kept in. it in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that specific one. That's just gonna. Like, that's kind of what I wondered if it was that or. Although what. I did like the line in the movie where it's like, "It's so weird." Yeah, but he's good at it. That yeah. doesn't help. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. I thought that was a nice exchange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, I want Kathleen Turner's legs. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, <sighs> they were gorgeous. And that skirt with the buttons up the up yeah. the thigh. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, she was really working the clothes. That that was mm. pretty. And I love that final shot of her in the well, not the the thing on the beach, but her walking into the darkness oh, with the right. white dress. Yes, that was yeah, mm, that, that was, was a great shot. So iconic. Yeah, it's so nicely done. Yeah, the way she's lit and then suddenly not. Mm-hmm. That was great. Oh, can we talk about fluorescence? Or like LEDs oh, oh, hal- or halogens. The, the halogens. Fuck, the, the lighting was... Because that was big lights. Like... Yeah. Like normally in a movie they turn it on. It's like a little yellow. It just makes it look get better. Mm-hmm. It masks that they're turning on the actual light from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. This was like, whoa. What the hell? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. She's like, look. Look at all this money we have. We just put in halogens. <laughs> <laughs> Every light in this house is now a halogen light. Do but you like, like it? It wasn't even in the house. Ha- it was like outside the house too, someplace else. Oh yeah. It's like, no, it was just like every single this? light was, was ridiculously bright. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of actually what my house is like. Um, they like changed every light with those daylight LEDs. Oh. And it's like, 
<laughs> Why did you do this to us? They don't ever burn out. I feel bad about replacing them. <laughs> they last forever and they're so energy efficient. Why would you do this? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the lighting, that was weird. Yeah. Very strange. Very strange. But, but you know, if... Because I asked Melissa when it happened. I was like, wait, is this about when they discovered those bulbs? Yeah, and I think I think that was about when they were starting like, to become popular on the market. Because I remember, what was the, yeah. the aliens from Cocoon were in like an AT&T commercial where they went around and like touched the light. <laughs> oh God, that's right. Super oh bright God. light. And that was like three years after this. Yeah, yeah. so like... I, oh, Cocoon. That's wow, a, that was a great movie back this, then, and now nobody seems to remember it. Which I is remember it. I remember it too. Yeah, mainly because yeah. of but what's I mean, his name. Oh, oh because <laughs> I'm handling it. I'm handling oh my it. god! Yes, no, not you, Cronin. Oh, no, no, the the He's younger. The the, who is the young guy? The comedian young guy. Steve Gutenberg? Yeah, him. Yeah. That's why I know that movie. Okay. I mean, I, I knew everybody else in it, but yeah. like, he's Don Amici. I, <laughs> like, I love Don Amici. Don Amici's great. And Wilford Brimley. Mm-hmm. And Wilford yeah. Brimley. Oh. Um, wasn't Jessica Tandy in? Yeah. I think yeah. so, yeah. Dude, she was in everything with Hume Cronin. Yes. Yes, she was. Because they were married, like, at the hip. Yeah. Like, for so long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so adorable. Oh, they were adorbs. <sighs> oh, Hume Cronin. Also, not this movie. But anyway. No. <laughs> this, I mean, this, this podcast mo- is about every movie but the movie we just watched. Well, no, we talked about dampness. I That's think we talked about Yeah, we did. It, it, I don't think the dampness would have worked as well in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. No. I think it, moving into Florida was the good choice. Yeah. That. Yeah, I think so. And, I mean, I think the atmosphere of this movie is really remarkable. Because when you're watching it, you just get that sense of that humid oppressive yes hot yeah the way it's filmed and you know everybody's just just looks gross and and tired of it and 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 really they're tired of it because they're freaking cold but (laughs) (laughs) but it works it works well and they they even have that the, the cop has that thing about how everything is just about to come to a head because it's been so hot for so long and well, everybody's yeah. so damn tired of it. Yeah, and and you're in a pressure cooker. Yeah. You know, it's it's the movie is is not just about that kind of oppressive heat, but you're kind of locked in with it. Yeah. And it's well, I mean, when really you think effective. about it, there's what three locations? Mhm. There's, there's the, the house. Yeah. There's the off the the diner. Uh-huh. And there's like the police stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Very close in. Yeah. yeah. And I seem to remember it wasn't a very expensive movie. Yeah, no. Because it was, um, you know, Lawrence Kasdan, um, you know, being a first time director, you know, the, the, um, the reason he got funding for the movie apparently was because he'd been working with George Lucas, who, uh, you know, has more money than God at this point. And uh, also knew Alan Ladd, who had just started up his own production company. So he hooked up Casden uh, with Ladd, and Ladd backed the picture financially. So, you know, Casden made this not expecting to make another movie again. So he was just like swinging for the fences sure. with what he was doing. Mm-hmm. I, I actually have to say I prefer Ted Danson in the nerd glasses. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting. It, it's it? creepily attractive in like yeah, a way I've never see, felt a dancing before. I feel like if we'd watched this movie ten years ago, we'd have been like, "Oh my god, that's so dated." Well, no, it was still dated. Don't get well, me wrong. Yeah, I'm I know, but saying, I mean, like, even but, because it, that sort of thing is kind of coming back into. Fashion. Well, I've noticed stuff, stuff that I that I would have turned my nose up at okay. like ten years ago. I, I'm like warming up to now. Okay, it's mm-hmm. like the further distant you get from it, sure, the more you warm up to it again. Sure. No, I get that, but, but like, y- no, you're right. It was a good look for him. I, yeah, he, he's then, got that chiseled Superman face when he yeah. puts yeah. on. Yeah, so, like a couple times, I was. It, it took me a minute to recognize him in the very first scene. Yeah, like, I'm with pretty the glasses. sure that's Ted Danson, but yeah, he's he's got that. Uh, you know, comic book jaw. To yeah, and, and it's like, well, why hasn't he done? Come because he became right. Sam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, is, I mean, we even have William Hurt in the comic book movie because he's a big fan of Incredible Hulk, and he got to play a Thunderbolt. Oh, that's Ross. right. Ah. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> yes, Max. Yes, I know. I like Hulk too. Yes, okay, <laughs> but not the only Hulk. No, not the only no. Hulk. The, this was the... Uh, the Edward Norton, Norton Hulk. Mm-hmm. The good one. <laughs> yeah. I like that one. Well, Anyways. The, the good one aside from Bill Bixby. Well, yeah. yeah but yeah. I mean, Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno. Yay! <laughs> wow, yeah, have see. we gone so many places. <laughs> we should probably... <laughs> wrap it up. We'll wrap it up a little bit and then move on. So, uh, any final thoughts? Um... Thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I think maybe. (laughs) All right. It's it's actually a good movie. It is. It It, was. It really is. I mean, like, maybe I'm having this thought as we're sitting here meandering all over the place. mm -hmm. Like, maybe it's so good that we're just like, like, because it was really well put together. Yeah, there's not a lot to pick up. Not a lot to complain about or like. But I think it's just because it's, it's more recent movie. Yeah. And it's like, made well at least within my lifespan. So, so I can branch, we can all branch off of all these actors that we know and are still alive and still doing work. Yeah. Yeah. And so there, we get to tangent all over the place because. Yeah. There's, it's not a closed book. Yeah. So that's my theory. Yeah. I like it. Good theory. Thank you. I liked this movie because it treated women better than like 90% of the Norm. Yes. Right. (laughs) Well, like I was saying, you know, Turner fought for this, this role because Sheridan was one of the best roles for women out there Mm -hmm. that had been written in a long, long time. Even though it makes her character look. I mean, evil as fuck. But well, but smart. that doesn't matter. But that she's yeah. she's a, she's smart. She's a mastermind. How long it's a way game. with it? And like, is this? So, do we think she came up with this idea in high school? Mm, probably not. Nah, I think it just kind of all fell together. Mm-hmm. She probably, you know, thought, oh, it'd be nice. It, it probably started with, I just need to marry this guy, and then it's, I'm sick of this guy. What do I do? Well, I sign this prenup. How do I get rid of him? No, but that was like, there were three years she had to work before she... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Before she met Dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I know, but it, but I mean, you know, it's just... I think it all, for her, probably fell into place little by little. Okay. And kind of became an evolving plan. Sure. Like, it was just Mary Rich, 
Like, I'll marry somebody rich and handsome and I'll be happy. Well, I got rich and he's not bad, but eh, he's not fun. So See, now it I evolves. Thought, I, maybe I got the wrong impression because I thought that she had specifically targeted this dude. Yeah, she The had, lawyer dude. But yes. But, no, but, no, no, not the oh, lawyer oh. dude. Oh, Richard Her Krenner? husband dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I couldn't really tell what was real and what wasn't yeah, in that yeah, part. Yeah, good point. If, yeah, if like, she did fall into it by accident or if she fell into it by design, so. Yeah, but, but I, it was I feel like a long-ass con. I yes. feel like if she she selected Richard Crenna to be the husband, I think it was the calculation of, I want to be rich, this guy... Right. Yeah. I can I can get money from him. And then it's like, and eh, this isn't working out how I thought. Hmm, plan B. Hmm. Hey, there's this lawyer dude over here that I can I can work that angle. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna marry somebody who's clearly in with like some it, yeah. sketchy mafia possible yep. type connections, you gotta figure, hey, it's probably not long for this world anyway. He'll get bumped yeah. off and I'll get everything. Okay, he's way too good at this. He's not dying. What do yeah. I do? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I'm getting impatient. Yeah. <laughs> the best years of my life are slipping away. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it is good stuff. Yeah. It's it's fun to revisit revisit this one because I think this is only the second time I've watched it. So I got to see it. it's like, all right, I know where it's going. I'm seeing how it's all getting set up. It's nice. Mm-hmm. All right, so Dear listeners, we will leave you with that, and uh, let's see. Uh, please join us next time for when we do a little movie called Northside 777. Ooh. All right. Yes. So we're going right back into, like, regular film noir, rather than, like, fedoras. Fedoras. Oh, the, oh, this movie, fedoras so hard. You'll be so happy. <laughs> so, dear listeners, uh, find a copy of Call Side 777, and we'll be back in a couple weeks to talk about it. So, I have been Melissa, and I've been joined by Tanya and Hallie, and we will see you in a while. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoy our film fixation. We'll see you next time on a noir education. Thank you for joining us for a Real Education Noir. New episodes arrive on the 7th and 21st of every month. You can find our podcasts and social media feeds on our website at realedunoir.com. Special thanks to Tim Wick, Jeffrey Brown, and Chad Dutton for our theme music. If you like our show, you might also like our parent podcast, A Real Education, which discusses all genres of film. You can find it on the web at realedu.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time. No, I don't need my own. I'll just breathe the air.